Hello everybody, welcome to my podcast, which I call Girl with a Camera. Why I call it like this? Because it's not unusual to see a girl with a camera anymore, but I come from Slovakia and my first job as a videographer was in Czech Republic and a girl with a camera was pretty rare. And especially with the video camera, that's what I mean. And I want to tell my story and this podcast will be divided into eight episodes. And in each episode I'm going to share one of my pretty funny stories from the beginning of my career. Where I've tried a lot of different things and experienced a lot of different situations that I had to handle even though I had no idea what I'm doing in most cases as I just started basically I came right from the college into the job and I had no mentor to tell me like oh this is this is how it works you know so just follow this formula <laughs> um, so I'm going to share with you my embarrassing stories, my funny stories, and maybe some successful stories, but every successful story needs a lot of failures before. Yeah, I want to share share it for everybody. Well, this podcast is for maybe wannabe videographers, as well as people who just want to have some fun listening to my um, stories that didn't go well, didn't go right, but in the end, you know, I am where I am and it all, you know, you, you go through a lot of things and you just learn from it and you become a better person and better professional as well. So I'm going to talk about my stories, which I hope will be interesting to you. And I would say I have some topics that I'm going to cover in these episodes. And I decided that the first topic should be and will be one of my first big projects that I've done in my new job as a... Well, I started my job after the college. I started a job. I wasn't going to be a freelancer like I am now. But I decided to be hired in this industry first. So I was hired as actually just as like assistant cameraman or camera woman, as you can say, or video editor. So I was assisting the main cameraman and I was editing videos. So I didn't have much experience or basically no experience with filming big events or filming on my own for um, other businesses or, or companies, you know. It, it's different when you go and film like a birthday party rather than go and film the actual event of the business of the company that spent thousands of pounds of making it happen and you are there to film the whole thing and then edit in a very professional way. So I had no experience with that. And 
I'm going to share this. I had a pretty... I have to say, like, it took me a lot of time to get over it because it was very, very bad experience, which I had to say, like, was not my fault. It was the fault of my inexperience. I wasn't experienced enough to do this, but my employer thought that I am pretty much capable of doing this and taking care of filming this but I definitely wasn't ready and I want to tell you like to everybody who who has some kind of you know you just start out your career and you want some advice and I would be glad if somebody told me that when I started so if I heard this podcast that I'm doing now, if somebody told me that in the beginning of my career, I would be really, really glad because it would be really helpful to me. Everything I learned, I learned from my mistakes, unfortunately. That's why I have so many stories and I am tell you that in very funny, amusing way as well as, I don't know, maybe I will get angry sometimes, but you know. It, it it was a long time ago, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to laugh at that. So it was back in 2013 and I started this job as a um, assistant to cameraman and video editor and basically of video production agency. But it was kind of like the beginning of this agency, so... All those people working there, we kind of, everything they did basically were, or was um, in the beginning. So the person who was on top of that also did not have much idea of how it should be done properly. And that was the big, that was the big thing that actually happened. It was the big thing that caused what happened with this first project of... I've done some things before. When I started there, we went to some events to film. But then there was a big project coming up. And it was right before Christmas. And basically, a cameraman who had much more experience than me. He was working for TV the national TV for seven years and he started working for us and he was supposed to be kind of like my mentor well the problem was that he was pretty much an alcoholic and he was literally coming to work drunk and he was drinking during the work as well and my boss noticed that so everything that he was supposed to do he screwed up or he didn't show up at all. So there was that project coming up and my boss, he thought that basically he can't rely on this other cameraman. And what he did, because it was supposed to, we were based in Brno, Czech Republic, and this job was in Bratislava in Slovakia. So there was, you know, travel included. So we had to go uh, to Bratislava to film this, so you need really a responsible person to do that job. And my boss didn't think that this, my colleague, 
alcoholic um, would be appropriate to do that, which wasn't fair to me because I was just really in the beginning and my boss knew that I don't have much experience with these kind of things. So it would be better if we both went there, but that didn't happen, obviously. So, and there were a lot of other things that happened and actually that's why it was a big trouble. So, the point was that my boss was communicating with the client and the client was a big Swiss company which had, I think they had like a base in Bratislava or something like that. So they all came in from Switzerland to Bratislava to have like a big office party or business party celebrating the end of the year and they had the award ceremony for the best employees, etc, etc. And it was a huge event, very, very expensive. There was a fashion show into it, there was actors, dancers, the whole thing going on as well as they hired the best um the best presenters you know from tv so it was very very high standard high class you know everybody was dressed up like they they go to the oscars however the information that i got from my job from my boss when he gave me this job he told me literally they have a business party so they have a Christmas party and it's a company. They have a Christmas party in some kind of a bar. You go there with the camera. You film some shots, people drinking, people laughing. They will have some, you know, the, the management will say a few words. You just film it. You put some music on and that's it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, I can do that. You know, it doesn't sound that sophisticated, you know. And this is what, this was the information that I got from my job, so uh, from my boss. So I said, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And he didn't even send me the email from the client. So he only sent me the number, the phone number of the contact person and the place where I'm supposed to go. So everything was great. And I said, okay, so if this you know, this is it, then I'm just going to take my camera, you know, video camera, I don't need a tripod, basically, because I'm filming like a party, so I'm just gonna go, you know, handheld and film some shots, so I don't need the tripod, actually, so neither microphone, you know, or any of the cables, so I had my video camera, I had like four extra batteries throughout the whole night, you know, and a lot of SIM cards, SD cards, you know, so there was no problem, and I felt like, okay, no, no worries, and basically, that was it, so I was ready to go, I packed my, my backpack with my camera and everything in it, and I booked a train, and I went there, and I got to, and this is the, this is the, where it starts. So, I got to the place, and I met the contact person, 
very nice lady, she was a very young girl, you know, and she greeted me and she was like, oh, hi, very, very friendly. And I got in and what hit me at first was the the scale of the event. Incredible decorations, incredible. I felt literally like I just attended Oscars, like, you know, red carpet, decorations, everyone was already dressed up. A huge, not like my boss said, oh, it's a bar, you know, it was a literally a venue, a huge venue with thousand chairs, decorations, a huge stage, uh, audio technicians, TV screens, everything. And I'm like, oh my god. And I already knew we are in big trouble. And the thing is that when you go, I don't know how many, like 200 kilometers away from the city, you know, you can't just go back into the office and bring more cameras or something like that. So you're pretty much screwed. And I saw this. And I didn't I didn't say anything. I just knew it, it's going to be a trouble. So I talked to this person. I don't remember her name. And she told me everything. Like she gave me the screenplay into my hand. And she said, this is what's going to happen. We have fashion show. We have this. We have dancers. And we have basically the schedule from, I think it was like 7 p.m. until the midnight. There was presenters, awards, interviews, the CEO had a speech, fashion show, all of those things. And I'm like, okay. And she said, so as we spoke in the emails, we want to film the whole event from 7 until midnight. And we want a promo video as well. And I thought to myself, well, I didn't say anything to her because I didn't know what to say, really. Because I knew that I can't just say, oh, my boss told me you just want to like a short promo video. Because they, I would make a complete idiot out of my boss, which never is a good thing, you know, especially when you work in the company like for one month. Or not even, I think I was working there like for three weeks. And I didn't know what to tell her, really. And I just said, like, okay. And then she said, like, there are audio technicians, so you can get the sound from the mics directly to the to your camera. And then she said this sentence, like, okay, so bring... You can bring all the other equipment from your car into this room. And I, And I looked at her and I was like... I don't have any other equipment. So I only had like a backpack. And she looked at me like in a really weird way. Like, are you serious? Like, what the fuck? And I'm like, well, this is what I have. And I showed her my camera. No tripod, no cables, no microphone, nothing. And she looked at me like, okay. And I saw she's already pissed off. I saw she's already pissed off. And she started asking me, like, um, if I'm new with this company. And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm just starting out and everything. And 
that was a mistake, right? Because I told her I'm just starting out. So she already immediately thought that I'm an amateur and I will not know what to do. Which was kind of true, you know, but you should never tell a client. And her attitude changed completely. So she didn't trust me at all anymore. And she left, you know, she left to do some other stuff that she was supposed to do. And she left me with my camera and she said like she wants some shots from the preparations as well. So I did that. And then I was thinking, okay, how the hell am I supposed to film the whole event if I have no tripod, one camera, and I'm supposed to film the whole event and the promo shots as well from different angles? So when you have one camera, it's kind of, if you don't, if you don't film the full event, you can move around with the camera and you, you can have the shots from different angles, but you will never have shots, the same shots from different angles. That's the thing. So basically, if something happens on stage, you don't get any chances of filming the same thing, the same shot from different angles. And there is a high probability that you will even miss this shot. And I thought, okay, how am I going to be in three, four different places at once with one camera? Okay, basically I texted my boss telling him, he was asking me like, oh, so, you know, um, how it's looking, how it is. And I told him like, she expects me to have like at least three cameras and she wants me to film the whole event. And I just, I kind of like hoped that my boss would text me that, oh, this wasn't a deal. So we just, you know, they pay only for promo video. They they didn't pay for, for the full, you know, full footage of the full event. And I would be like, oh, okay. So this was misunderstanding, but he said, okay. And I'm like, well, okay, well, thank you. You are at home drinking your coffee or whatever. And I'm here with one camera and I'm looking like an idiot um, to bring one camera to the like event equals Oscars when clearly they wanted the full footage of the event. The footage of the full event. So my boss just didn't give a shit. And I was like, okay. So what I've done, I went to the audio technicians and I asked them if they can give me uh, XLR cable to give me the sound from the microphones because once you film the sound from the speakers, so you only use your camera microphone, it sucks, especially in a huge in a huge, not like a room, like in a huge venue. You get the echo, you get the very, a lot of noise. So you can't really do that, you know, it's going to be crap. And the sound technicians, when they looked at me, I have to admit, like, I looked very young. Um, seven years ago, I, I still do look very young, but seven years ago, I think I looked very, very young. And they looked at me like, and literally what they told me, like, we don't have time for you. 
we don't have time for this, go away. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm here with the organizers. Like they told me, you have to give me the, the XLR cable, so I get the sound. And they said, do you have XLR cable? I'm like, no. Well, then go away. We don't have it. If you don't have it, then go away. I'm like, oh, thank you. That's very helpful. And they stopped talking to me. So I went to the to this girl and I told her like, oh, I can't get the audio. And she said, well, then the sound is going to be bad. And I'm like, yeah, no, but I can't do anything about it. She And she told me, she started being irritated, of course. If you pay for something and you write emails about filming the full event and then the agency sends you one camera without a tripod or cables or anything... Of course you get pissed off. So she told me, okay, I don't have time for this. I have to be somewhere else right now. So she left. And basically the whole event started. And without a tripod, I started filming a presenter with no, I mean, the, the horrible sound and no tripod. My hands are not that shaky, but try to hold the camera for 40 minutes in one place, um, in one shot. It really hurts and you get a little bit of shakiness because you're only human. <clears throat> so it was no fun. So then they had a break and I went to film some shots of people, you know, eating, talking to each other, usual stuff. And basically it wasn't even like one hour and my hands were so hurting so much from being in the same position for so long trying not to be shaky so i film all that some shots you know and basically the the organizer lady she was just like checking on me like she told me what to film or where to go because it was a huge venue so I went upstairs filmed there went down etc etc and then I think I was filming like one and a half an hour like straight like literally just film and I really needed like five minute break literally like seriously I was I need to need to go to the toilet and you know, have some water and have some food, just like a small amount to get me going. And this is what I'd done. So after one and a half an hour, like full straight filming, I got a lot of shots. And I went to the, like the bar, you know, there was some food. And I placed some food on my, my plate and I was eating that. And after 10 seconds, 10 seconds of my break, the organizer lady came to me and said, could you please go there and film those shots? And I was eating and I looked at her like I was just there, I already filmed it. And she said, oh, but they, they changed something, so now it looks better. And I'm like, you want me to go there like right now? And she said, yeah, 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 because it's going to change again. So I had 15 seconds break. I went to the other 
I went where she wanted me to go and I filmed some shots there. And I wanted to come back to drink something, um, some water or juice or coffee. And when I turned to bar again to grab a bite, she was behind my she was behind my back and she said, Oh, can you go upstairs and make film some shots there as well? And I said, I filmed it. I already have probably like 20 shots. Oh, but there now there are not more people and just go there. So I went there and I, I'm I'm telling you the point of this. The point was that it started in the beginning. She lost faith, she she lost trust in me right from the beginning when I told her I have only one camera. And she lost trust when I told her that I just start out my career. So when there is no trust between the client and the videographer, they will be behind your back because they will not trust you that you will cover everything, that you will film everything and they will watch you every second. So once you go for a break, they don't care you filmed one, two, three hours straight and now you you just want to take two minute break. They're going to be behind your back and tell you you have to go somewhere and film. And this is the reality of, of, you know, client and videographers. So if you build the trust and if they have the confidence and trust that you can do your job, no problems, You they will not be behind your back. You can have like one hour break, they don't care, once they have the trust in you. But if they don't, you're not even able to go like five minute break, no way. And if you take that break, they're going to be behind your back and they're going to be pissed off that you take a break. So... I really felt like I was tired, I was thirsty, I was hungry, and I was tired. And I felt really bad, because I knew it's going to be bad. It's really going to be bad. Bad product. So I was in a very, very bad situation. And the whole thing was going through, you know, until the midnight. So from 7 until midnight. Basically, I was filming like non-stop. And I had like, I think I had like five minute break in five hours, literally. So I was literally like um, so tired. And when I was filming, I had like five people coming to me and told me um, they hope I'm not filming them. Because if I do, like I'm going to get in trouble. <clears throat> and they basically they looked like um they looked really angry and i said it's not about me this is about the organizer which is your boss so you know i said it in a in a different way because i was very polite but i explained to them that of course i will not film them if they don't want to but if I make some shots and they are in the shot in the in the distance, I might not notice, you know. So they have to go to the organizer and tell them 
because my information from the organizer was that I can film anybody in every situation. And of course they started arguing me like they don't care, they telling me and they should not appear in any in any shots at all. So that was also one of the things that didn't add up to my mood. So basically the whole event kind of like ended at midnight. She said like, oh, you can go home. And she provided the... She provided the, like, the, the cabs to city center because it was very far, far away from central Bratislava. So I went there and I saw, you know, she didn't really say, like, thank you for filming, nothing. And I, I knew because she already knew, like, this is going to be horrible. But I think she was angry at me, not at my boss. That was the problem. But I couldn't tell her, like, it's, it's not my fault it's my boss's fault because you can't you know bad mouth you can't say anything bad about your boss in front of a client because it's not professional so you have to literally take the blame which sucks it really does because you ruining your reputation as a person as a professional individual but you can't really say my boss didn't tell me that because she knew my boss for years so she wouldn't believe me anyway. So that was the thing. And I thought, okay, so I just have to kind of like deal with that. So I went to this cab and they dropped me off in the middle of nowhere. I had no idea where I am. And they left. And I felt like, oh, okay, I'm I'm just going to go with some people, some other people to central, more central Bratislava. And I'm going to go to... <laughs> the hotel and that didn't happen like I turned around everybody was gone I'm like shoot and after midnight if you're in Bratislava not actually in a very very central um, it's kind of scary to be honest so I had my how much was it like 3000 camera in my backpack and I was alone anywhere Nobody was around me, and I'm like, okay. I pretty much had no idea where I am, so I went to the bus stop, and I tried to figure out, like, where I'm supposed to go. And, yeah, my, my, my employer told me, like, I can't, I can't grab, a, grab a taxi for, um, you know, they're not going to pay me for a cab. So I had to use the bus, and... Well, I didn't know how to buy the ticket because you can't, you you can't buy it at the at the at the bus stop, and I didn't have euros, so I just, you know, got on the bus. I didn't have the ticket, and I just went. And I went to the hotel, you know, and the next day I went home. And I got to, I got to the company, and I told my boss like what happened, and he just. Pretending like, you know, nothing happened. He didn't say, oh, actually she wanted the full, you know, the full footage of the full event. He was just like, oh, so we didn't, it well, it went well? I'm like, no, it didn't. Of course it didn't well, went well. And he said, oh, I'm sure it's going to be good. I'm like, 
well, I'm not sure. And I started editing the footage. And she wanted the, the footage of the full show first. And that was the horrible, you know, like the sound was crazy. As I mentioned, you know, the the noise, the echo, it wasn't good at all, let me tell you that. And the shots, you know, the stage was very high. And since I didn't have any tripod or anything, I kind of had the camera like a bit lower, lower than usual. So everything was kind of like from the lower perspective, which also looked bad. And I sent it to her. And of course, here's the funny thing. The email came back and she didn't reply me. She did, she did reply to my boss directly, not to me. And he sent, he resent me the email. And she said, the, the footage of the full show is horrible. And we can't use it at all. And they literally, the email stated, there were no other angle of the whole event. So it, everything was filmed from one angle. Which obviously makes sense because I had only one camera. And I felt like, okay, she knew that she was there, right? So why she's, you know, why she's sending it? And so it's horrible, they're not gonna use it, and they wanted two angles, and the sound is horrible as well. And my boss told me that why I didn't get the sound, etc., etc. But that was kind of like he knew he made a mistake. He didn't say it, but he knew he made a mistake. So he was kind of like, he let that pass. And then the second video was a promo video. And the client, she was already like pissed off that she just said, I sent it to her. And she said she doesn't like it. And she wants me to redo it completely. And she wanted me to change the music. And then I changed it. And she said, oh no, change it back to the original one because this is even worse. And I kind of saw, like, you know, she just, she was pissed off in general because of what happened. So there was no, not much of what I could do. But the the worst thing was that she called my boss. And as I told you, like, they were friends. So she called my boss and she told him, like, I'm a complete amateur, the whole thing is horrible and I only br I only brought one camera and the sound is awful and all of those things and my boss literally just came to me and said you know I know it was your first big project but you screwed up big time and <laughs> you know the thing is that in this kind of situation there's nothing much you can do when you're employed and you just know your boss is not fair and he doesn't want to admit he made a mistake so the only thing you can do is take the blame but but from that situation 
So now I'm going to tell you how to solve this or how to actually avoid this. Because if you avoid this, you're not even getting into this kind of situation. So you don't have to take the blame. So from that, I've learned what I was supposed to do. And I didn't do it because I didn't have experience. So first of all, learn from my mistake. Mistake number one. My boss gave me the instructions from the client. No matter what the situation is, you have to tell your boss, give me, if I'm supposed to go there, give me the phone number of the client and let me call them or send me all their emails so I know exactly what they expect and what they want. And my boss told me everything is taken care of. He gave me the number, but at the very last moment. And he didn't tell me to call them and ask me, like, what's going on. He told me to call them once I'm there. And he gave me all the information that I thought I need. But he didn't really read their emails or something like that. So he gave me false information. So once you're in this situation, you tell your boss... If I'm supposed to go there, film this event, I have to talk to the client. You can make the deal, you can talk about the money, that's cool. But in terms of filming and editing, I have to know what the client wants before I go there. Otherwise, if they told me, oh, we want some interviews, I need to bring a microphone. If they want to film the full event, I need to bring a tripod, XLR cable, I need another camera, etc, etc. So if I made a one phone call with that client before, I wouldn't get into the situation. Because I would have everything I need to know in order to bring the right equipment. And... Filming, like my boss told me, it's a it's a, um, it's a a party, Christmas party in a bar, is very very different than Christmas party, a gala, aka Oscars in a venue as huge as a football football field. Okay, so there's a big difference. So that was my mistake number one. I did not communicate directly with the client. So even if your boss tells you, no, I have all the information, you just follow my lead. No. You have to tell them, no, it doesn't matter if you work for them three weeks or three years. You have to tell them, I communicate with the client in terms of the actual filming and editing. That's it. There's no way around it. So yeah, so basically that's mistake number one. And... I think this is the the biggest, you know. I don't know if there's mistake number two. Once I get into the situation, basically... I don't know how I would actually... I would actually solve that once I'm there. If I should say... I would say to her, like... If we don't have the microphone connection, you know... If I don't have a tripod, like, there's no point in filming in that at all. And maybe what I could do, but it was it would be an ambush a little bit as well, 
if I dialed my boss in front of her and literally ask him, like, um, why, you know, like, what's the deal? Because you told me to bring one camera without a tripod. I'm not able to film the full event with that. So that would be a little bit of an ambush, you know. So I'm not sure if I would do that. But, um, I don't know, maybe another one would be don't send anything to the client which you think sucks. So I created that full, you know, the footage. But, um, you know, I saw it sucks. And I sent that to them anyway. And I didn't say it sucks. I just sent it to them. So if you get into the situation where you know something you've created sucks, either don't send it to them or send it to the client and say, based on the situation, as you know, the sound is not great at all. And because I don't have tripod, you know, the shots are not looking great as well. So don't just send it to them like, oh, here's the... Here it is, you know, you have to state your professional opinion that this is not good. Because then they might think like you literally, you mean it seriously, like you send it to them like an amazing, great product and you don't realize how bad it is. So once you tell them it's bad and you send it to them, their reaction will be, okay, they admitted they made a mistake, but now if you don't do that, it seems like, it's okay for you, and they get even more mad, you know, like, they, they get crazy pissed off. So that was, I think, mistake number two, which happened later on as well with one client. So that's a big one. So yeah, so basically, I hope you learn from this mistake, and... Watch out for the next episode, you know. I'm I'm always going to share my stories, my fails or even success stories as I was filming president or rock stars or politicians or weddings. Only one actually with iPhone. That's a very interesting one. As everybody looked at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, drinking and filming, let's say. And picking up the right cameraman, like the right colleague. I had pretty crazy stories of people coming in to say they wanna they wanna work for us and unfortunately they couldn't use their their one hand which they hidden that fact and that was really something that I've never ever seen in my life. Um, and they even had attitude, so I have pretty interesting stories coming up, so don't miss that. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, you can contact me, get in touch on social media, you can check out my website, www.nicolevan.com, or you can Connect with me on Instagram at Nicole underscore Van, V-E-N. As well as on Twitter is the same thing or my YouTube channel. 
So keep listening and you hear me on the next podcast. Thank you.